0: Amen, if you would open up in your Bibles to Psalm 73. Just to give you a quick update on our stewardship campaign and the uh, process or the status of our expansion, I am in constant contact with our contractor and we are getting so close to getting the building permits uh, that are necessary to begin the project. So keep praying about that. Uh, It's a process, especially, you know, going through, jumping all through the hoops that the city requires of you and all the work that needs to be done to get everything ready. But we are very close to breaking ground, praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. We are in Psalm 73. I trust that you know Psalm 73 better than you did three weeks ago because you have been listening and reading and hearing God's word. We started three weeks ago a series from Psalm 73. And uh, we started um, actually two weeks ago, this is part three today, um, but it was the beginning of the first sermon was God is good. And we saw that in verse one. And then last week was God is good even when life is confusing. How many of you have experienced that? It's one thing to say God is good in the good times. It's another thing to say God is good when life is confusing. And we see that in uh, Asaph's life. Asaph is the writer of Psalm 70 that bear his name, that he has written. Of the 150 Psalms, most of them are written by King David. But the Psalms, the book of Psalms is the hymnal of the people of God in the Old Testament. Some of you don't know what a hymnal is, but if you would remember about 30 years ago in our storefront, uh, we had folding chairs and we would put a blue, thick, hardcover book that was called a hymnal. Some of you don't know what that is, I'm just educating you. And uh, that's what we sang out of. And then after that, we put the hymnal away and we started singing off the wall. Uh, with overhead projectors and uh, we started singing choruses and we had a chorus book also. And now uh, we still sing off the wall, but it's a lot better technology. Um, but we, we also have Apple iTunes and all of that. And, um, but, but the Psalms were, it was the worship book. It was how the people of God would praise and worship and express their heart to God through joyous times, through difficult times, through challenging times, and the Psalms are the beloved uh, hymns of, of the church throughout the centuries, because they speak to our hearts right where we're at, amen? All of us have found ourselves in one of the Psalms at one time or another in our life and have been able to identify, and so Asaph, he was a songwriter and a composer of music. Asaph was the Toby Mac the Kirk Franklin, the Andre Crouch of his day. Now, it's important to understand that the Psalms were prayers put to music, written out of the depth of the people of God's experience. When you read the Psalms, you can sense the struggle, the wrestling with the issues of life, the questioning, the heartbreak. And in Psalm 73, you see Asaph processing His emotions, this spiritual struggle. How many of you know the struggle is real? It's real. And uh, we said God is good. And we said God is good when life is confusing. And today we're going to finish up Psalm 73. And I want to read verses 23 to 28. And I've entitled uh, this concluding message, God is my source. God is my source. Psalm 73, let's look into the word of God this morning. Amen? Verse 23. Nevertheless, I am with you. I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? There is none upon earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert desert you for holotry. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works would you stand together with me one more time this morning my heart and my desire is that the word of god would speak to you more than my words that the holy spirit would use his word to communicate a truth a revelation uh, an encouragement a challenge to your heart today father thank you once again as we open up the word of god and we look into your your scriptures your word and we we just uh, process together, we, we learn together, we grow together. Father, uh, there are different needs here this morning. There are different uh, perspectives and focuses and people are at all, all over the spectrum. But God, you know how to speak to them, you know how to minister to them. And I pray you would just use this message, God, to touch their hearts. Lord, let it be a revelation, let it be a, a, just a powerful encounter with you as we look in your word. In Jesus' name and everyone said. Amen. You may be seated. I want to start with a question this morning. What is your source? What is your source? That's a critical question to answer because everything in life will rise and fall on how you answer that question. We define source as someone or something that provides what is needed, a source of supplies, a source of strength, someone or something that provides what is needed. That is your source. In our life, we need um, a source for emotional strength, a source for financial support, a source for physical security, a source for... Spiritual guidance. What we're looking at today, what we're declaring today as God's people, that God is our source. God is our source. We said Asaph started off the psalm saying, God is good. Understand that Asaph was not living in a make-believe world or um, sticking his head in the sand He was living in a real world and and in his faith and his encounter experience with God, he was able to declare, just like you and I have, when we've experienced God's goodness and we've seen his goodness in our life, we say, God, you're so good. I wish it would end there. I wish we could all say amen and go home. But the reality of it is, just like Asaph, you and I, we declare God is good, but then we experience some confusion. And Asaph said, God is good, and then the next moment he says, but as for me, my feet almost slipped. I almost stumbled when I saw something. He saw something that caused him to slip up, to stumble, to go into confusion, And you and I could see some things in life. And and right now there's a lot to see, a lot to to process, and what's going on in our world. It's not easy, amen. Amen. And what we see could make a difference, and what we're looking at can make a difference. And this morning we have to understand that God is our source. For Asaph, his feet almost stumble, he almost gave in he almost messed up big time until he said until i went into the sanctuary until he experienced the presence of almighty god until he had a revelation the holy spirit ministered to his heart and and there was a manifestation of the presence of god and he had a revelation that went beyond his natural thinking beyond his natural reason and he was transported spiritually into another realm that you and i could experience in our life, we could be walking along in confusion and struggling, and then all of a sudden, God, the Holy Spirit, speaks to our heart. It's not an audible voice, but it's just that, that still, small voice of comfort, of encouragement, of affirmation, of confirmation of, of God's presence, amen? And you see, the spiritual understanding that Asaph receives is, is played out in these verses verses 23 to 28 that we read. And he said in verse 26, my flesh and my heart, they fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Has your heart failed? Has your strength failed? Aesop said, but God is the strength. He's my source. And very quickly, two things I want to bring out of this psalm. God is my source. Number one, he's my source of security. He's my source of security. Verse 23, nevertheless, I am continually with you, and you hold me by my right hand. God is our source of strength. A source of security. God's promises to you and I. Hebrews 13, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Psalm 37 verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. And though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. You see, if COVID has taught us anything, if there is one overarching lesson for God's people, it's this. There is no security in anything but God. Haven't we been taught that? There's no security anymore in our job, in our plans. Nothing. Our, our ideas about things, there's no security in those things. Everything has been either put on hold or been changed. God, all of our plans for the future, it's, it's all been turned upside down. We need to pray for our, uh, our parents, school-age children, doing this online learning. That I, we got to pray for you. I thank God my kids are not in school, grade school anymore. What a challenge that must be. What an upheaval, what a changing, and young people, old people, everybody has been affected by this. Only God is our source of security. I believe that God is using this pandemic to wean us off of the things of this world. You know, it it speaks in the Bible of God's people that they trusted in the Lord and that they would—they confessed, Abraham confessed that he was a, a stranger, a pilgrim, just passing through this world. What has happened with you and I? We're all guilty of settling down too deeply, putting our roots down too deeply in this world. We forget. We're just passing through. Hello? This world is not our home. We seek a kingdom that's to come. We seek a heavenly kingdom. And you know, God is using this to, to shake us, to rattle us, to to unsettle us, to to cause us not to put our roots down so deeply, to realise that this world's not our home. We seek a heavenly home, we seek a heavenly kingdom. We're learning not to trust in earthly things, but in our heavenly Father. Marie and Al Neveu have been a part of our church for several years now. This couple, both in their 80s, 86, I believe, and 84. Marie is now the caretaker of her husband, Al, who is suffering the debilitating effects of Alzheimer's. She is his primary caregiver at 86 years old, having to feed her husband, having to care for him. And she has to give this care and, and experience this challenging time and not only has, has she had to deal with this but she has lost children and grandchildren. One of the greatest heartbreaks of a parent is to bury a child but then to bury, bury grandchildren, plural. It's just mind boggling. But I want you to listen, I want you to listen to a poem she wrote recently and gave me. Dearest Father in heaven, no pandemic, no lockdown, no isolation can keep your love and care from me. I am not alone for your presence is always with me. Though darkness surrounds me, the light of your spirit illuminates me. Your grace and joy sustain me. I am not alone for your love embraces me. My heart rejoices because your love penetrates the darkness and I now see how great your love is for me. You have cared for my every need. You made me strong when I was weak. You proved your word to be true. it It caused it to strengthen me as I continue to pursue. That's God being her source of security during this time. That's God being an anchor to her soul. Think of the grace that God has given her at this time. You see, you and I go through seasons, through times where we have to understand that only God could be our source of strength. Our heart and our flesh will fail, but God is the source of our strength. Security. Number two, God is our source of strength. My heart and my flesh, they fail, but God is the strength. Say it with me. God is my strength. God is my strength of my heart and my portion forever. Here we see the failing, the faltering, the weakness of Asaph being expressed in this psalm of what he's going through. In you and I in life, we falter, we fail, we experience weakness, but we can say confidently, God is my strength. God is my source. Not just was. Some of you have testimonies of 5, 10, 20 years ago. God isn't just was. He is. He is today. Not just he is today, but well, he will be tomorrow. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Some of you this morning might be young and you could still be weak. You need God's strength. Some of you are middle-aged and you're failing. You need God's strength. Some of you are are old and you're faltering and you need God's strength. You know, I was just reading, and I didn't intend to share this, but I was reading this morning, my Bible reading, just just a powerful, powerful verse of scripture. Isaiah 46 Listen to this, listen to me. Now oh, this is the Bible, not me saying that. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been upheld by me from birth, who have been carried from the womb. God carries us from the womb. Now listen to this for you older folks. Even to your old age, I am he, he. Even to gray hairs that you try to cover up. I'm sorry, that's not in the Bible. I added that. Even to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. What a wonderful promise. From birth, God carries us even to old age. Even the youths will faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. They wait on the Lord. God gives strength to overcome fear this morning. God gives strength to overcome sin. God gives strength to overcome bad habits, insecurities. God gives strength to keep you from going back and falling back and missing out on all that God has planned and purposed for you, I want to encourage you today that God is your source. He's your source of security, he's your source of strength. You know what, he is your one constant in life. Your one constant, everything's changing around us, but he remains the same, he's constant. My wife and I have a a friend of ours, a couple, that we've known for many years, solid Christians in the faith, loved the Lord all, all their walk and just sold out to Jesus, just that solid walk with God and solid marriage. They told us this story recently, I don't know how many years ago it was, it might have been about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, they went through a hard time financially and they lost their house to foreclosure and our friend told us she told us the story of how the day that the bank was auctioning off her house, she was in her house with, as you could imagine, imagine with fear, with embarrassment, with shame, peeking out the window as the bank and the auctioneer begins to auction off her house, their house for, that they had home for many years, and she was making the bed. And she said that she was in such fear, such anxiety, as you could imagine, such brokenness. And she's making the bed and she just began to cry and she just began to cry out to God. And as she went from one side of the bed to the other side of the bed, God spoke to her heart and said, everything's changing, but I am your one constant. I am your one constant. And in that moment, everything changed. Not on the outside, they still lost their house, but everything changed on the inside. You see, that's what God does. That's what God does. God speaks to your heart. He speaks to your spirit. He ministers to you on the inside so that his word becomes security to you. His word becomes strength to you. Everything else is chaotic. Everything else is confusing. Everything else is in upheaval. But you remain strong because God has spoken to you. And you know what? God has blessed them. God has restored them. God has prospered them. God has made a way for them. But they had to go through something. And you know what? There are just The reality of it is we have to go through some things to get a revelation from God because we do not learn these great lessons on the mountaintop. We learn them in the valley. We learn them in the difficult times. Can you say amen? I'd like to conclude with just that last verse, Psalm 73. Here's how, here's how Asaph ends the psalm. But it is good for me to draw near to God. Hello? It is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord that I may declare all your works. What, is, what was he saying? He was saying, God is my source. God is my source. Why is that so important? Because whatever your source, whatever your source is, that is what you're going to be seeking Hello? Whatever your source is, you're going to go to it for, for whatever you need. If education is your source, a bachelor's degree isn't good enough. You need a master's degree. Matter of fact, a master's degree isn't enough. You need a PhD. Matter of fact, that's not enough. You need a terminal degree. I mean, that don't sound too good, a terminal. It's terminal. <laughs> but there is such a thing as a terminal degree. That means it's the highest level of education you can get in that field. And I'm not disparaging education. What I'm saying is it's never enough. I remember when I first got my bachelor, I had a three year degree, and then I went on for my bachelor's degree, and, and back then a bachelor's degree was pretty significant, and then a few years go by, that means nothing. Now I had to get a master's degree, and even now that's, everybody's getting PhDs and they're getting demons. I thought we were supposed to cast out, cast, cast out demons, now they're getting demons. That's a doctrine of ministry, if you don't know. They call it a demon. I don't know if I want a demon. But my point is, it's never enough. If it's money, you need more of it. You need more. There was a, a study done. I just read this recently. People said well, were asked, what do you need to help you, to make you happy, to give you some relief financially? And people said 10,000. And then once they got the 10,000, they were asked, what do you need? Another 10,000. It just doesn't end. Don't look at me like that. You know what I'm talking about. I can see under your mask that you're not smiling at me. (laughs) Titles are never enough. Positions are never enough. People can never fully satisfy you. The Lord is my source. You see, if the Lord is your source, then you will seek Him. You see why? You see when you when you realize the Lord's your source, you'll understand, or you you realize that 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 what He says is important. That we are not to take lightly the word of God. What does the Bible say? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God, the reverence of God, the honor of God, that we take him seriously and we take his word preeminently. As Asaph said, it is good for me to seek the Lord. It is good for me. He was saying, God is my source. Anything else, everything else will disappoint you. You see, we need to blow the cover on the devil, We need to blow away the chaff because people and even Christians, things have never changed. The Bible is still relevant back all the way in the days of Solomon. Look at all that Solomon had. He had all the money. He had all the sex. Yes, I said sex. He had all the education. He had all the homes. He had everything, all the wisdom, all the fame, all the fortune. And he said, it's vanity. The things of this world were never meant to satisfy you. We are created with a a void in our life that only God could fill. In this morning, maybe some of you have never let Jesus fully fill that void. Maybe there's an emptiness in your heart and you need to make a decision today that I'm going to follow Christ with all my heart today. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to commit my life to Christ. I close with this illustration. A couple of weeks ago, my wife and I met up with a couple, a husband and wife. I had attended high school with this girl. We went to North Providence High School together. She was so surprised to see me. She said, I was talking about you and mentioning you several times this week. I couldn't believe it. She remembered our fifth year anniversary. Our fifth year high school anniversary that I went to and because I had been born again, my life had radically changed, I had asked to share my testimony at this gathering, and I stood up to speak, and it was wild, now this is, this is high school, fifth year reunion, kids are still young and partying, I mean they're drinking, they're drugging, they're throwing food, I mean it was, it was wild. But I stood up and I shared how Jesus Christ had changed my life. I shared about my, my my testimony. They knew what I was like in high school. I wasn't saved in high school and, and I talked about what God had done in my life. And I said this one statement, and this is what stuck with her. To this day, thirty-four years later, she said this. She said, I remember what you said, and it comes back to me. And see, you never know what you speak, how the Holy Spirit's gonna use it. And this is what she remembered. Here's what I said. When you lay down at night and when you are all alone, there is a void in your life that only God could fill. That was true 34 years ago. It's true today. It's true for the people of God. It's true for those that don't know Jesus. There's a void in every man, woman, boy, and girl that only God could fill. Only Jesus could fill you. could try to fill it with all the pleasures, all the things of this world. You could try, but it'll never satisfy you because we have a void, we have a place in our heart that only God could fill because we were made a spiritual being that could only be filled with spiritual reality. Would you stand together with me this morning? I'm gonna ask if the worship team could just come back in these last few moments. God is my source. My question to you this morning as the Holy Spirit is just speaking to you, what is your source? Let me say this to you, if it's anything but God, you will be disappointed. If it's anything but God, you will be unfulfilled. If it's anything but but God, you will not be satisfied. My heart and my flesh, they fail, but God is the strength of my life and my portion forever. Amen. Amen. Would you just bow your heads and just a moment of contemplation, a moment of self-examination, a moment of prayer, just asking the Holy Spirit to just speak to you, to touch you. Well, Every head is bowed, eyes are closed, just this private moment in the house of God. I just want to ask you, is there someone here today you've never let Jesus fill the void in your heart? You've never asked God to come into your life, never fully repented and asked him to forgive your sins? Is there someone here today you just quickly lift up your hand that I can see it and pray for you? Jesus, God bless you, God bless you. Anyone else, anyone else that I can just pray for you today? You want God to be the source of your life. You, you acknowledge, you, you ask God to forgive you because you have allowed other things to be an idol, other things to be a God, other things to be a source. But this morning you say, I want to ask God to forgive me. Now I'm asking every one of you that question. What is your source today? Is God your source Or is it God and, God and, God this, God that? No, no. God and God alone. This morning, right now, we can pray and settle that in our hearts and declare, but as for me, it is good that I draw near to God. Let's do it today. Amen. All over this place, would you just move out of your seat and come around these altars, please, with your masks on and just distancing as best as we can. But let's just come and say, as for me. Come on, we're declaring it today. We're declaring it today. But it is good for me to draw near to God. It is good for me to draw near to God. My heart and my flesh, they fail. Today, our heart and our flesh, they fail. All that's going on in this world. All that's going on in our own worlds. Our homes, our families. But God. God is. God is the strength of my life. We're going to sing one chorus, and then I'm going to pray and close. But let's let this be a moment that we respond to the word of God. We we let faith respond. Come on, let's sing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.